listening. This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. <clears throat> Today we have a very good show. Um, I have a special guest that I'll be introducing in a minute. Uh, but first, let me um, say a few words from Aslan Press. <clears throat> and tomorrow, June 5th, marks the anniversary of the Tierra Amaria courthouse raid in New Mexico and this was a, a raid that occurred um, when the Chicano people um, were struggling over land rights uh, in New Mexico and um, you know and this is a, a continued struggle people are still fighting and struggling for um, you know their land grant rights and, and these are rights that been in their family for you know um, hundreds uh, hundreds of years and um, <clears throat> go back to um, you know before this was the US and, and, and so it's a big struggle that continues and um, and tomorrow marks the anniversary of people standing up um, for that struggle <coughs> And so now I want to go into our interview. I want to welcome <coughs> our special guest, um, Marissa Barrera. Uh, Marissa, welcome to Free Aslan. Hi. Hello. And thank you for uh, coming on to the show. I know you have, uh, you know, a lot of information to share with us. And, you know, and, and we look forward to hearing um, about... Um, what occurred um, to your brother and so let me start off with the first question you know um, tell us about tell us a little bit about your brother Michael um, who, who he was as a person and what occurred on February the 8th of 2017 um, yeah so yeah Michael my brother Michael Barrera he was um, 30 years old when this happened um well we grew up pretty close he's two years older than me so we're pretty close in age and um closest in my family like you know siblings sibling wise and everything and um he was kind of like he was like that family member that's always trying to keep the family together like let's do stuff take the kids places family parties um he had two daughters um he was he was a hands-on father he helped me with my son my oldest son is seven and um i'm like i grew up i raised him a single mom so he was really like close to my son and he was the goofy like funny you know making the jokes go somewhere always talking to people whether they're strangers making people laugh um yeah so mm. yeah and and i'm sure that um you know it, it, it's not the same of course without him and it'll never be the same without him and and you know your your son you know luckily your son was able to to meet his uncle and you know and i'm sure that um he still remembers the good things that that he did for him and with him and um it, it's a horrible tragedy but <clears throat> you know um 
you know, when this uh, situation occurred, you know, I know <clears throat> many times, um, you know, police and different, um, you know, who, who do things like this, who murder people, you know, many times, um, a lot of times they get promoted, you know, they get, um, they move them around, you know, a, a lot of things happen to the, you know, a lot of things, they cover things up and they'll move them to another city and do stuff like that. I think, I believe that that occurred with, um, in another case, but another family who, um, their loved one was murdered by police in, in San Jose, uh, Lori Valdez's, um, loved one, I believe one of the police, um, in that case was actually moved to Woodland, is that, is, is that true as a DA or deputy DA, is that, have you? Yeah, yeah, that is true, so Lori was somebody I met, one of the, I know a lot of family members who have had their family killed by police, and she's someone I met pretty early on, I want to say the first couple months, maybe, that after my brother was killed, and, um, yeah, we kind of put it together, um, maybe within that first year that one of the killers who shot and killed her partner was, um, and and just to, I just want to say also that Woodland, where we're from, Yellow County, it's a small area. It's, you know, not, it's really small, and it's kind of like everybody knows everybody type of mm. area. And, um, yeah, so one of the killers who left, San Jose came on to work in Yellow County, so wow. it was just one of those things. Like, wow, <clears throat> you know, wow. the connection and crazy to think that. And I found out, you know, otherwise with um, a lot of other people that that happens often. But oh, wow. yeah, and 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 you can imagine um, how he's gonna rule if, let's say, a case of um, concerning. Um, a police, um, you know, a pig murdering um, an unarmed person comes in front of his desk as a deputy DA. Uh, we already know how he's going to rule on that. You know, it's yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, horrible. You know, talk about a, you know, a, um, it's just a, um, it's it's incredible that they allow this to happen. They allow these, um, you know, killer cop to go on to be a di district attorney or, you know, anything to do with the prosecution. It's just, you know, it's unbelievable. But then again, this is how it's set up and this is why they get away with what they do because um, they're all embedded in the, in, in the whole um, court system and stuff. So it's a horrible thing. But <clears throat> um, let me move on to the next question I wanted to ask. Um, you know, as when when things happen, when somebody gets murdered, usually there's a group, um, group of, of police. You know, there's four or five pigs uh, involved, and then usually there's one person that um, actually um, pulls the trigger or actually, you know, um, is at the forefront in in the murder. So, <clears throat> in in this case, you know, in in um, in researching this case, um, I, I uh, you know, found that, um, you know, people um, uh, notified me that, that there's an officer um, named Officer Wright. Um, and I understand that um, Officer Wright, uh, you know, this pig Officer Wright um, was the one who jumped on Michael's back. Um, 
And, you know, maybe you want to, if you can, describe exactly, you know, if you heard the video on how his murder occurred. Because I think that's important. Um, how, you know, what they did to Michael um, when he was murdered. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, so with Michael's death, he was, um, it was multiple cops that were involved. We have the names of five of them who were supposedly the ones involved. And he was, um, ultimately he was tasered multiple times repeatedly. He was beaten and, you know, assaulted physically. And um, he was then suffocated to death. But um, so my family recently got to, it's been two years and a few months now. And we, earlier in the year, we got to finally, which I didn't, we were not aware of that there was video and audio, but we got to review it. And also the pictures from the autopsy, which we didn't know of either. Um, and it just really confirmed everything, basically, I've been saying from the beginning and shouting out and what I had found out from doing my own um, footwork of talking to witnesses and backtracking and all this stuff. But so the day that that happened, um, these cops, they still can't give us um, like legitimate reasons of why they were even approaching him in the first place. But they approach him, they have their hands, uh, they already have their hands, I mean, their handguns out and pointed at him, oh. telling him they'll shoot, and he's on video even saying, like, I don't have a weapon, like, I'm, I'm not a threat, like, telling them, and um, part of it's on the, the, on the car camera from that mm. one, but... That's just the beginning, and they push him basically out of, like, view. So then the rest of it's on audio. Mm. Basically, you have them, and again, Michael was unarmed, and um, he was not attacking them. He was actually taking, like, some steps back He um, because he, he told them on there, too, he felt like they were going to kill him because, you know, the way they were approaching him. And basically you hear you hear the entire assault which lasted several minutes um, um, you hear them get him and you hear the handcuffs go on him very quick so that's something that I knew from you know a while from the beginning because um, it was in some I've read that in some reports that they got him in handcuffs which initially they tried to say he was a handcuff but um, so early on he was in handcuffs, you know, they were piled on him, mm. and um, you hear them striking him, threatening to strike him more, and um, you hear the tasering, you hear his um, reaction to that, you know, you hear him um, telling them to stop, and um, oh, wow. you just hear it all, and it's really horrible, but, mm. um, and then you hear um, an officer coming on and I'm, I I know this is Officer Wright, someone who had previously assaulted uh, my brother before, my brother who had attempted to make complaints about him, he comes on. And it's I, I like when I heard it, I knew it was him, and I just can tell he probably enjoyed it. My brother's face down in the mud with all these officers mm. on top of him. And they even, like, had the leg strap. I forget the name for it, but it's where they put, their, put them 
um, into restraints with their legs. So he was completely like defenseless. Wow. You Basically, know? hog tied him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, they were trying to get like they had him completely, so um, he wasn't able to do anything. And um, yeah, when he came. In some in the early on reports that they tried to release with the DA's report, which we got a few months after, they tried to say like, yeah, that he was handcuffed, but then that he kicked loose, and he, it was only one female officer uh, with him, and he kicked loose. So that's why the other, that's why Officer Wright came and applied just enough pressure to him, to his back and his neck, and that was their way of wording it. And I always said bullshit like there was if all if all these officers just assaulted him how are they going to walk away to this lady who's four feet 11 to stay with him on his on her own but that's how they try to make it seem right and that and that she was struggling with him and he was basically like in the fight with her that's what they're trying to make it seem like he was fighting with this small officer woman mm. and um but yeah in reality that's definitely not what happened i know one of the officers that was doing the tasering he, um, I, he was doing it, and even one of the other officers had to tell him to stop because supposedly wow. he started feeling it because he had Michael, and um, oh, they were like wow. in the mud too, like so. Um, it was all just pretty reckless, um, but yeah, with Officer Wright, he, my brother told him like, you know who I am, like he like like because he, Michael knew why he was doing that, like wow. he knew from the previous altercation that he knew what Officer Wright wanted to do, basically, already. Oh. So um, he knew they were going to kill him yeah. in those last moments and even before that. So, And, yeah, it, it's, it's you know, and this happens a lot where, <clears throat> you know, these police officers, they're, you know, many of them are very sadistic and they get in this line of work in order to, you know, we see it all the time. I mean, we see it so many times on video on police camera video we see them um just shooting people that are unarmed people are running away from them and they will mm -hmm. shoot them in the back and still you know we we see them you know uh, one time i seen an officer on video in one of the news clippings where he told the guy um you know um, take out your uh, wallet and the guy said, are you sure? Okay, I'll take it out. And when the guy went to reach for it, he shot him and said he reached for a gun. But he didn't know he was on audio video. So it's like yeah. they do so many things that, and they get caught and they're on video and nothing happens. And, and it's uh, and it's just, uh, it's it's so common that it's, it's just disgusting that they're able to continue. And, and there's no shame. You know, you would think that, okay, they're on camera. Um, how is this going to look on the so-called justice system, which I call the injustice system? I mean, how is it going to look to the public? We have to do something. No, they do not. And they do not do nothing. They don't care. They, they're like, we don't care if the public sees we're not doing nothing. We're covering up for, you know, our, our colleagues or whatever. But this officer, right, um, you know, um, the fact that he came, uh, you know, at the end, and he seems like one of them sadistic pigs who, um, you know, once, you know, you might have got caught speeding, uh, what have you, you might have said something that he didn't like, 
and he looks at you and says, you know, uh, okay, I'll deal with you later. And, you know, you get pulled over on a dark street uh, by him. And guess what? You know, this is the, per and this is the type of pig that, um, you know, that, that we have to deal with. And I think that at that moment, that last moment of his life, I think your brother understood fully um, what this guy was going to do, what he'd been yeah. wanting to do. And he yeah. just realized um, everything, um, you know, everything came to, to, to reality of what he was dealing with, you know, at that point. Yeah. You know, that's horrible. Yeah, he really, he really had been, like, speaking on that specific officer. So um, when I finally got the names and it got put together, I, like, backtracked into our messages, you know, mine and my brothers and just uh, from previous him mentioning it and I'm like that's the same officer wow. so it was just like I mean ever since the first you know moment that I found out this happened like yeah there um, the way I found out I dealing with these officers there was these lies or inconsistencies to where I was like I knew that right. it was all wrong you know and um what they're trying to cover up how they how and why they killed my brother but yeah. um yeah, that was yeah. one of those moments where I'm like, okay, that's the same one. Yeah. And um, like I said, it's a small town where I'm from, and I have uh, gotten word from other people who have witnessed this man assaulting. Uh, for example, one was a homeless woman who was handcuffed that he was wow. he assaulted her while she was on the ground. Um, wow. And then also, I went to school with his daughter. We're the oh. same age, um, wow. same class, and everything, and. The, she has a couple kids with somebody who I also went to school with for many years, and um, a few like a year or so after my brother was killed, that guy popped up online, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, wow, he's like officer, he's like, I believe he murdered him that way. That officer Wright helped. Um, he lied and schemed on him to help get him put away for, in prison for something he didn't do. Mm. So there's been multiple stories like that about that specific officer. Wow. So. Yeah, it really, is very much one of those um, sadistic yeah. oh, officers man. running around. Yeah, and 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 so he, uh, this officer Wright, was the one who, um, I guess he um, jumped on Michael's back and his neck and stuff. But you know, you mentioned how Michael had a previous uh, run and he was assaulted by this pig uh, in the past. Uh, can you tell us about that? Like, what exactly did he do to Michael um, before he murdered him? Like, in, in previously, what what kind of interaction did they have? Um, so, Michael had previously run into this officer. Uh, my brother had went to the emergency room. He was facing, he was experiencing some physical symptoms, and um, he was trying, like, seeing the doctor. And this officer ended up being um, called there. And, um, like, my, my mom was even there with my brother. And um, so they, my brother got, he, he was getting irritated there. So they, they called the officers, that's why. And because um, he was dealing with the doctors, they, they were wanting to give him some medication he didn't want because of his symptoms. He's like, no, you guys aren't listening to me. This is what I'm, so the officer somehow was there. Um, and what they did was, okay, we're gonna, they're gonna cuff my brother. And my brother is like, why are you cuffing me? I didn't, you know, do, I didn't not do any crimes. And um, what he did, they cuffed him, and then he was 
twisting his arm back. Wow. He, was, he had, so he, twi- he, he cuffed him already and then was twisting the arms back. And then Michael called him on it, like, what the, like you're assaulting me, you're assaulting me. And my yeah. mom was there, so she witnessed that part. Um, that, luckily, that didn't get too out of hand, but when I think back on it, that was, I was like, okay, well, he was in the medical, in the emergency room, you know, the office, there's all these people there, there's cameras, you know, there's only so much, he couldn't, it wasn't the time or the place for the officer to, um, you know, take it as far as he did the other time. Oof. My brother was cornered, basically. Oh. Yeah, so, um, um, after that, my brother had, you know, mentioned that to our family, to his friends, he even posted it on Facebook, that officer right they assaulted him, that, um, and that they had been harassing him since that, like the, the cops. Um, and, you know, he talked about, like, I need to get a lawyer, someone, because, like, he just felt like it was getting worse. And he was right. It, it yeah, was and he was right. And, you know, some people thought he was crazy, like, oh, Michael, the cops are not going to... Because he told some people, they're going to kill me, the cops are going to kill me. And, you know, like, he was followed at times... Um, and, you know, since I've been in this new game, life, um, whatever, I've came across many other families and people who, victims who were targeted prior, who had been followed by cops, who had been stalked, you know, and harassed. And, um, you know, so I think back to things my brother said to me, and it's just, it's like a bad movie. And yeah. um, I'm like, he was... Because there was times he called me and would be like, Marissa, okay, I just seen this car following me, and they just stopped where I, like, you know, we see these men, mm. and it happened a couple, it happened leading up to him, kill, between the time of his incident yeah. to him being killed, and uh, it's just crazy, but... Yeah, and, and it's and common. And after, you know, I've been, um, after this happened, I was very vocal in my town, and I experienced being followed by these cars and different things so i'm like wow like this is what my brother went there before yeah. he got killed absolutely you know? and, and 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 it's very common it 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 happens you hear it all the time and and what it is is these pigs they just get it in for somebody for whatever reason sometimes it's imagined they believe that this person is doing something they just you know maybe they um pulled them over got smart with them guy he got smart back i mean there's many different reasons you know uh, when you're dealing with the sociopath you really don't have to do anything you can um do nothing and this person yeah. believes in their mind that you just crossed the line that you need to for some reason you need to be murdered i mean this is what yeah. sociopaths do and there are many um, pigs that are sociopaths. This is why they go in that line of work because they're able to exercise uh, these sadistic ways uh, illegally and get away with it, and and they love it, you know. So, but it, it is common um, for people who are being hunted by the pigs um, to to feel it, to know it, and people who grow up in the you know grow up in certain environments know when they're in danger. It's it's instinct. They understand when they're being threatened, and sometimes people actually, you know, they, they, they tell people, like, you know, they feel that, you know what, these pigs are, you know, going to kill me. They, they know it, and they feel it. Yeah, and, that's one thing my brother had said, um, just specifically, and he's, he's like, if they kill me, then, 
you know, Yellow County, which he was talking about, you know, the town or like the officers, you know, um, there in our where we lived. Mm. Yeah, and and that happens a lot. I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of families who, you know, um, they would say that you know their their loved one was being harassed, being followed, being surveilled, um, yeah. and for whatever reason, one reason or the other, they knew um, what was coming. And you no, know, it, it does happen, and it has it continue to happen. Um, this is um, you know what we have to deal with. But let me. Um, let me ask you, um, has a lawsuit been filed in this case? So, yes, we have filed a civil lawsuit. Um, so a lot of people that, like, aren't too familiar with how these work, you know, they assume, like, hey, we'll charge those officers. They're wrong. You know, go after them. Um, but they literally make it um, impossible for us to, you know, go to court or criminal court, you know. And... You, the DA always finds um, the officers to be justified mm -hmm. across the state. You know, I mean, across the nation. I, I mean, um, so our it seems a lot of families our only choice is to really go after them for violating their civil rights. So we do have a civil rights um, uh, case for my right. brother. Uh, both my parents, he was not married yet, so both my parents are on there as um, plaintiffs, and um, both my brother had two daughters, so they both also have a lawsuit, and um, we really had, and I noticed this with a lot of families, we have trouble finding good um, representation with integrity who are going to be honest, mm. and so we're on our third um, set of lawyers. Wow. <laughs> But um, we seem to have gotten a good team right now. Mm. Um, and who's representing the family? What was that? W um, what law office is representing the family? We're with the John Burris firm. Mm, very good. Very good firm. John Burris, they, yeah. they care about the people. They defend the people. Very good um, law office, John Burris. Absolutely. Yes, and they've been, you know, like, there was information, like, for example, the autopsy pictures show that all of, they show my brother's um, injuries and the marks and where he was, all the different, there's so many, I couldn't even tell you, areas mm. on his body that w had damage done. And, wow. you know, the last lawyers didn't tell us that we had these. They, wow. they didn't, there was so much in the video and the audio, you know, so... It's been, um, it's, we definitely got more progress with them than we, and we haven't been with them for too long now, but mm. we're expected, I guess, trial is set for 2021, so, um, I don't know, I guess our middle set of lawyers, they set it back really far, uh, so, but right now we're going through the discovery phase of the lawsuit, so we still got them, mm. we still got time in between yeah. to just wait and hopefully get more information we're left in the dark with a lot of stuff yeah it's very difficult to navigate the courts um you know and when i spell the courts i spell k-k-k-o-u-r-t-s you know the courts are you know they're stacked against us and it's just you know um and they work in many ways to uphold 
um, you know, the situation that we face, the oppression that our people's facing in these streets, and, and, and you know, they work to legalize um, what occurs as well. I mean, we've seen so many videos from Rodney King. I mean, are you kidding me? And they get found not guilty. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. plain as day, you know, you got them on camera, so many things, and, and, and yet the courts, you know, you go in there and then um, these people find them not guilty. And oftentimes there are people, they handpick them. These are people that um, sympathize very strongly with the pigs and yeah. they they like what the pigs do. They're, in their eyes, yeah. you know, they, they look at it like, thank you for keeping us safe, you yeah. know. And, and yeah. keeping keeping them safe um, is at the expense of murdering us and, and, and our family yeah. members and loved ones. But um, that equates safe uh, to them and their family. So this is, is very important that you understand. People understand this, you know, because so many times people get the idea that, oh, everything's fair. You know what? We're all, you know, we're all one and just you know, peace, love and harmony. And yeah. in reality, that's just not the case. We can lie to ourselves. We can, you know, um, believe that, hope for it. But the reality is um, when we have a case, where there's a camera or something and we go in front and these jurors um, find them not guilty and it's like you know, you know, it's disgusting it's right there it's right there That's you know what, it's very discouraging you know I've seen Absolutely. so many and you know read about so many past ones seen so many new ones and I it's it's discouraging it's like it is. is there a light even to look at because I don't I know. you know it's been going on and and it doesn't more stop. More people are dying. More families are being added to the list. Mm. Yeah, it's, really it's horrible. Difficult. It is. And and let me. So that kind of plays into the next question. Let me ask you. Um, and this is the last question before we take a short break um, to hear some music. But let me just ask you: How has this tragedy changed your perception of the court system, or has it changed uh, the way you see the court system? Um. <laughs> So, I mean, before this, like, I knew, and I felt strongly about, you know, the, how the prisons are set up, about, um, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends, a lot of um, people I grew up with, or people I knew in my small town being sent to prison for bullshit, you know, yeah. being um, charged with unnecessary crimes, you know, not with exaggerative crimes, um, and then I would see other people, like, in my town, it's a very racist, it, like, oh, it's yeah. just clear, like, it's, you know, yeah. you'll have a white man with a sexual assault crime against a child, get a slap on the wrist, and then they'll send this brown young man or teenager away for years, you know, I've just Absolutely. seen so much of those, and I hated the courts, I, I, I mm. didn't, I, I grew up just not trusting cops, um, mm. Beautiful. Yeah, it was weird That's very, supposed, very. You know, that was very smart and perceptive of you at a at a young age to understand that. Some people go their yeah, whole lives not grasping it's, that. It's really crazy and it's sad. And you know that's something that me and my brother talked a lot about. My brother did spend some time um, in prison, and it was something that they gave him like way too much than what he was. He was barely eighteen, and mm. um, he he we talked about that a lot because when he was in prison, he took the time to 
study and learn and read up on, you know, like real life stuff. And he's like, they did me. I still got letters from him from prison. And wow. he's like, they played me. I was a little boy. Like, I will never fall for that, for their bullshit again. Like, like they, mm. you know, you can't fool me twice. Like, yeah. And, you know, he would tell me, because I've had my trouble with the, the laws myself, and he would just tell me, like, things like, you can't ever win with them, you know? Yeah. And, like, absolutely, he's 100% correct. Off, like, if you're on probation, you can't do, you need to watch your back. That's why he, uh, you know, he hadn't, he had stayed away from any trouble. And, um, it, and I even have a, the thing of him saying, like, is a screenshot just on Facebook, a conversation. But in there, he's like, I would never, you know, I wouldn't run. My hands would go right up because they'll shoot me. Like, you know, yeah. so when they initially yeah. came out saying that he charged them and he did this, wow. and, you know, I'm like, no, like, I knew he wouldn't. And, mm. yeah, so, I mean, my perception of the the courts and the pigs and all this, it's, um, it's changed to, like, just seeing more firsthand, you know, how mm. it is and experiencing it so in such a tragic way and so it's definitely deeper. Um but well I've always yeah. you know, kind of felt that. I've always felt that. So I'm like, wow, that's crazy this would happen to me because of like none of my friends, you know, when I was younger would care about stuff like that or work with youth or mm. want to work with the you know at risk youth as they would call it mm -hmm. but, um, I always kind of like felt for people that got mixed up in that so it's just mm -hmm. like damn Absolutely. seeing it closely and it's a beautiful thing to hear that um, you have such a even before this happened um, that you had a firm grasp on reality of what you were dealing with even before this happened to your brother because a lot of people they come to realize it after uh, something very tragic happens to their family and you know and, and, and you you already understood it even before that your brother helped educate you I'm sure you yeah. know because of how what he experienced and and what happened to your brother is you know basically he was criminalized uh, at the age of 18 sent to prison over some you know petty stuff you know that if somebody let's say in um, you know um, let's say up in um, Bel Air or something would have got caught for the same thing your brother did uh, he would not be in prison you know he would be you know somewhere in some kind of um, you know counseling um, home or something yeah. so this is what happens to us and, and, and this has been you know partic in particular to the Chicano people this has been happening to uh, Rasa for hundreds of years this is nothing new it, it it's I know um, uh, sometimes we realize it, um, you know, within the last five years, within the last 10 years. But if you look at history, this has been going on to our people since the 1800s. And, and they would do they would they would criminalize our people in the 1800s and call them, um, you know, um, bandits. But now they call our people gang members. It's the new term instead of a bandit back in the days. Now they're, um, you know, they're gang members are you know they're um whatever they're, they're they're doing this they're doing that so you know we've been facing and it all stems from the same people you know and when we talk about racism you know racism in woodland 
I know Woodland's a small town, but um, you have the same form of racism that you see in Woodland. You'll have it in San Francisco, San Jose, uh, Oakland, except it's it's uh, more disguised. You know, it may be more disguised. It may be uh, more blunt in Oakland, but the end result is still there because they're murdering people in Woodland and um, they're murdering people in San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland, and, and everywhere else, Los Angeles. So, you know, and, and, and if we really um, analyze where is this coming from, because racism is simply a form of national oppression. You know, racism, we call it racism, but the word race itself was a made-up, um, you know, term. There is no such thing as race. There's a such thing as nationality. And But here in the U.S., we've, we've come to know race and racism, um, and, and, and it's, it's basically a form of national oppression. And it's coming from the hands of white supremacy, you know, and and that's just the reality. And we don't talk about this because, you know, um, people say it's not it's not right. You shouldn't don't say that and don't think bad. And but this is the reality. And, and this reality is the reality that our people faced when they were called bandits 200 years ago that was white supremacy when our people are called gang members today that is white supremacy when they murder us in the streets when we're unarmed that is white supremacy and sometimes um just like anywhere in the world they will use um you know um brown black asian other peoples to do you know their dirty way. and some of our own peoples end up um attempting to assimilate and and basically prove to their master that they're on their side and so sometimes it's brown um black and asian um etc um pigs who are actually doing the murdering murdering their own people um for um the basically for the oppressor nation it's it's a horrible thing but it's the truth and the faster we understand it the faster we can find ways to overcome it and uh, one of the ways we know today is unity. Um, you know, I see the families who of those who are murdered and the families organize and come together. And that's a very beautiful thing. I, I, I think that that's the strongest um, act that we can do at this stage today. You know, um, maybe tomorrow, maybe in the future, maybe we could take on different acts uh, to overcome this. But today... You know, we need to, um, unity is, is uh, the most powerful weapon that the families have today. And, and, and so I'm, I'm glad, it makes me happy even though um, I haven't experienced firsthand um, exactly what you all are going through. I have experienced different forms of this um, all of my life. So I understand it deeply. And this is why, um, you know, I'm, I'm here and I talk about it as much as I could. But let me um, take a short break. Uh, Marissa, we're going to take a short break, okay. play some music, and um, we'll be coming back in, in a few minutes. So we'll be okay, back. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Black and brown power. 
East Coast, West Coast, Worldwide. You already know it's that black and that brown pride. Brown buffalo dead friends. Let's ride. Brown skin, hard eyes look ancient Boots of a soldier, tats of a gangster Just one of many men Standing on the work line Looking for any opportunity It's hard times They say a day's worth of labor for a day's wage But to me it's reminiscent of the slave days No workers' rights, no advancements They take advantage of the poor circumstances Think about it, who builds the roads and the houses Who paints and cleans when you really break it down To the heart of it, the black and the brown Most often Worked like a slave from the cradle to the coffin Life or death at the mercy of the bosses Flashbacks of how we got sold at the auctions It's really no different They took off the chains but our brain's still ignorant But who's the real immigrant oppressor? They don't want to deal with the question The land you stand on was stolen from our ancestors The true owners Fuck the laws in Arizona This land is our land from the block to the ball Now as an outcast I was born Wasn't warned of the harm That would come and meet me in the form of our family Formendido por el government Now they call me immigrant Living in Ratfield, Oakland tenements No quisimos venir, Nafta stole public land Les gusta la cultura while they bite our working hand Every shade, brown skin, woman, child and man Doing what most people want when taking care of the land Our backbone's strong like an ox with its yoke But depression's in the air and the gulf, no joke Gold boat won't float, scapegoat the brown folks So people don't choke on the horse long broke La chota, la migra, la misma porquería tenemos Africa, Asia, America, familia tenemos La chota, la migra, la misma porquería tenemos Africa, Asia, America, familia tenemos Trying to fight terrorism, not knowing who the enemy is, the immigrant. Everybody making fun of them. First they search them, next thing is work them. Hurt them and hurt them and don't want to nurse them. What is America without an immigrant? No cheap labor, nobody else for the quick fix. This is cemetery that we walking on. Our grandpas, our grandmas are buried under shopping malls. They call it homicide, we call it genocide. If you feeling what we feeling, people put your fist high. Because we children of immigrants. Eat off of immigrants like the buffalo It was sacred Moving to Indians Moving packs, Operation Wetback Send back all of those who don't resemble that Brown, black, mixing like a Haitian rap Floating on the interlude Trouble waters, get a clue Passing through on the inner two Plastic island oil, spill it too What you gonna do when they come for you? In them black boots, in them blue suits In them white hoodie suits Bearing crosses like a thief next to Chewie Shit, stomach full of salt water Saved by a buoy And a lighthouse, fucking eraser Used to White out, boil in the melting pot, but watch the bleach spills and other heat, cause you just might put your eye out. La chota, la migra, la misma porquería tenemos. Africa, Asia, America, familia tenemos. La chota, la migra, la misma porquería tenemos. Africa, Asia, America, familia tenemos. What up, salute? This is Stickman from Dead Press, holding down with my comrades, man. Brown Buffalo, showing and proving that it ain't no beef with the black and the brown, man. This is black and brown power. You understand what I'm saying? We tie the rags together like that.
Esta canción está dedicada a todos los inmigrantes, hijos de inmigrantes, estudiantes inmigrantes. Gracias por su corazón, su trabajo. And this is KEXU 96.1 FM, uh, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. Uh, you just heard Brown Buffalo, uh, Corazon Remix. They had Dead Prez up in there, and, you know, they're talking that real talk. Uh, you know, not that fake talk, but, you know, this is what occurs to us. They're basically, um, you know, street reporters. And so it was a beautiful song that they did, and <clears throat> so I'm back here with uh, Marissa. You are you there, Marissa? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, and um, so I'm gonna go back to this um, to the um questions, and you know, as as when um you know somebody is murdered, um a lot of times, you know um you know they have loved ones um. And, and the loved one suffers. So in this case, Michael left behind two daughters. Um, how has his murder impacted your family? It's been very difficult. Um, we've, I mean, we've experienced, like, tragedies and lost close family members. Like, I we lost our stepdad when we were younger. Um, we had just lost my uncle unexpectedly a couple months prior to this and um that was my dad's brother and I remember just thinking like looking at my dad and be you know and just like gosh I cannot imagine losing one of my brothers and um so you know this happening and just the way it happened and and everything that came along with it is really hard and my brother um his daughter she's 13 now she must have been uh, like 11 or maybe still even 10. Yeah. No, she, she's about to be 13. Yeah, so she was still 10 at the time. And um, so that that was his oldest daughter. That was Michelle. And she was, you know, daddy's girl. And, mm. you know, he had her young. He was like 19 when she was born. He was just always there, you know. Was never, he was never one to stitch out or, you know, not be there. He had her and he, that was his princess. Mm. And um, the baby, Michaela, she, her mom was four months pregnant when he was killed. So he never got to meet her. He was obviously, you know, he was excited for her. And, you know, he's like, I have my family. And um, you know, he's planning to marry Michaela's mom. And it was, mm. that was hard. Yeah. Um, one thing my brother he used to always take Michelle every year to the father daughter dance like oh like, wow like a kind of like a ball thing yeah yeah you know? no I've heard of it yeah oh man. yeah so he and uh, they would get dressed up and uh, her prettiest dresses he had done that for the last four or five years uh, and um, you know it's like the next year we're like wow he would have been taking her and Michaela you know he yeah. would um, always do with Michelle like she's a little flexible a little like does all these tricks like he'd throw her around they were just like <laughs> really yeah oh, so you know it's been really yeah. hard and um oh. I've always been I've always had my niece and been close 
you know, we are always close to each other's kids. So, you know, of course, we're still close to them. Right. The girls come over for the weekends whenever they want, you know. Yeah. We get the baby. She comes over um, with my family. And, um, but it's difficult. And then, you know, holidays. And he was always the first one to be, like, wishing us happy birthdays or getting those thoughtful gifts like not oh. just okay i need to get you a gift Let's yeah pick this like you'd actually get thoughtful gifts and um wow. so it's definitely hard yeah and and you, you'll never um you all will never recover from that that's like nothing yeah. that can happen would ever um allow you all to recover that's that's it's just not you know it's horrible but yeah you know yeah. it's um and then just you know seeing like it's crazy seeing all these other families you know how you mentioned earlier seeing us unite and get together and stuff yeah. it's like it's so real every family i look at that oh, person yeah. was their person you know and, and you relate so much to them right you you identify yeah. exactly what they're going through you know and um and, and you're in the same struggle as they are you know yeah. Um, up against the same, you know, obstacle, the same oppressor, the same, you know, big, they suffered big terror, you suffered big terror, and yeah. it's just, you know, it's 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 horrible, but it's beautiful for the families to come together like that. Yeah. But um, let me let me ask this next question, um, and I found this to be um, true to many families that I've spoken to, um. Have you been harassed by the pigs after Michael's murder um, because of your um, being so um, outspoken in the case, um, asking for justice? Yes, I have experienced that very much. Um, a friend of mine, his his brother was killed in a different state, and he gave me the he he, he told me the uh, term that. Um, when families like he's been in this for a few years longer than me so yeah. he's like when i was telling him what was going on you know they were following me or um facebook they would like say stuff about me on the public groups like for woodland and um yeah being followed and being slandered by the cops when i was um when i was just speaking out on wanting accountability and demanding answers you know i wasn't like committing any crimes or doing anything but um he told me that's what that's what we call gang stalking when they're harassing you um it happens to, he knows more like i said longer than me so he knew more families at the time but yeah so i've i'm like yeah that's what's going on um i've been there's one specific cop a pig <laughs> um yeah. who just a couple of days after my brother was killed and he was plain clothes at the time and he just made some um some remarks to me as I as I went to eat at a restaurant, and he, um, I looked him up. I connected the dots, and I found out he's the one of the he's a uh, killer in Woodland. He he shot yeah. and murdered another man in 2014, yeah. and he had came basically told me to stop speaking so much, and I should just move on, and some things need to be just left alone. And um, I took it as a threat and a warning, like. Uh, attempted threat oh, yeah. flash warning <clears throat> so Absolutely. a lot of things have happened I have a list of them I write it down I keep track oh, but, um, yeah. yeah yeah document everything and and this is 
every family I speak to, um, they face this. You know, they 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 follow them. They um, park outside their house. They taunt them. Sometimes they'll drive by laughing at. I mean, I've heard so many families have told me um, the things that they go through. So, you know, yeah. I knew that. You know, you, you, you've been very outspoken about this and demanding justice. And I knew that um, in some way um, you would, you know, they were harassing you as well. But um, yeah. we're, we're running we're running close to uh, running out of time. So let me just squeeze in uh, another couple of questions. This one, um, Michael, who was harassed uh, leading up to his death, um, to the point where I understand he told somebody, actually told somebody, that the pigs were going to murder him? Is that true? Yeah. Um, yeah, he had, you know, he had put it out there leading up, those couple weeks leading up. And, um, but that exact morning he had sent a text message to his fiance. Um, that exact morning of his murder? Yeah, that wow. exact morning. It was, it was like, I think it was six or seven in the morning. I have, I have the text message. And, um, he told her, like, you know, she lived in a different town at the time, but she was going to go see him later. And um, he's, like, hurt. he's like, hurry up. Like, I need to get out of here. And she's, like, because he was at his house alone, although he, um, there were other people that lived there, but they were not home at the time. They were, like, working, you know. And um, he said, they're going to kill me. Wow. And she's, like, and she had asked him, like, where, you like, where do you need to go? And he's, like, I don't know, but they're going to kill me. Wow. And um, that was that exact day, you know, and people wow. still like, people still think we're crazy or, you know, oh, no, mm. that it's just, you know, oh, something, fuck up things happen. But I'm like, yeah, no, there's too much. Like, my brother was definitely targeted that, you know, that led wow. up to his death. Wow. Amazing. It's, it's incredible that, you know, he said that on the day. And hopefully if there's ever a trial... Um, you know, all of this stuff could be included in the trial leading up to, um, you know, the hopefully prosecution in this case. But, you know, we'll see how this uh, plays out. The courts really ain't um, in our interest. They really never have yeah. been. And we can't really rely too much on them. We, we try everything that we could try. But at the end of the day, we understand, you know, what we're up against and who we're really up against. And, you know, it's basically white supremacy. But let me just say, um, let me ask, um, what would you like to see done in this case? What, what what's, what's justice look like to you? I mean, if, if you know there's no limits to what I believe or know, because, you know, how you just mentioned it's, like, impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, justice would be, like, for my brother's case and all the other ones that, you know, that are actually properly, if they would be properly investigated right. and for them to, for the pigs to be charged, like, mm. for them to be reasonable, for there to be, um, I think that would require an independent, you know, board Absolutely. or, you know, group to do these and not the pigs investigating themselves. To me, that that would be, you know, them actually be held accountable because that would deter them to just freely kill. Yeah. And, um, I mean, with the civil case, like, a lot of people, you know, if people are familiar, they know that that's not the route we want. We want for the justice for them to be held accountable. And mm. the way my brother was killed, uh, yeah. you know, okay, you can't just kill an unarmed man who's restrained in handcuffs. That's yeah. murder. Like, Absolutely. That's, and, um, 
that would be mine. I mean, yeah. with the civil case, I hope that more truth comes to light, you know? Maybe yeah. it can open up opportunities for a, civil case, for a criminal mm. case. Yeah, it and... Possibly it, be open, but that's, you know, yeah. like hanging on, that's wishing on a star, so... Yeah. Um, I uh, just wanted to stop, to stop, you know? Oh, absolutely. My families and victims. Absolutely. And I would say, you know, personally, in my personal opinion... Uh, don't have anything to do with anybody else. My personal opinion is, you know, real justice would be eye for an eye. But we got about one more minute left. Let me just say, um, let me just ask one last question. If you can speak to your brother Michael right now, what would you like to say to him? Um, <laughs> I would, you know, tell him he knows that I love him. He knows that I'm out here been pushing for him even by myself many times and um i just want him to know that i'm not gonna stop and i got his girls always and fuck these pigs <laughs> <laughs> beautiful well said marissa i love that and i'm just gonna say you know i, I wanted to thank you for coming on to free aslan um you know and i want to also tell you that I'm proud to see a beautiful brown warrior like yourself who continues to fight the power. And I thank you for never giving up in your brother's struggle because you are fighting his struggle now. You are his voice. He's no longer here. And um, somebody needs to be his voice. And, um, and you are his voice. And I think that... If he were alive or he can hear you now and see the beautiful things you're doing, the beautiful things you're saying, the beautiful actions that you're taking uh, in his memory uh, to bring justice in his case, I think he would be very, very proud of you. Uh, I know I would be proud. I have a younger sister and I would be very proud and I would expect um, my sister to do the same thing. And, and I just want to thank you, Marissa for continuing yeah, the struggle. You. Absolutely. Thank you. thank you for having me and Absolutely. for doing what you do and bringing light to these type of issues too. Well, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, um, and, and this is KEXU 96.1 FM, um, JV, and you were listening to Free Aslan.